Hi, I'm Tish. I'm Juliana. And this is episode 26 of In the Movies. This week, we're talking about Love Actually and Hyperlink Cinema. Welcome to Jurassic Park. I am Iron Man. Or maybe I was just a girl. Interrupted. She is so adorably clueless. Beetlejuice. Be kind, rewind. It is just a bunch of hocus pocus. Sincerely yours, The Breakfast Club. It's almost Christmas! So we're doing a Christmas movie. (laughs) Yeah, it's been so long since we did a regular episode. Yeah, we're we're sorry about that. um, But we pull it together for Christmas. We do. Christmas coming up and we're like, oh, we need to do, well, we need to do like our Halloween episode. And then it's like, let's plan out our Christmas episodes. It's like suddenly we like get our shit together and we're like, okay. Because there's like a thing that we want to like definitely get, you know? There's a time sensitive thing. Yeah. Whereas the rest of the year we're like, oh, it's summer. We're busy having fun. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. It'll be exciting. Yeah. Um, So what's new (laughs) with us? Probably a lot. I know. I was like, "What's going on?" Just listening to the podcast. Um, We just went to RIDM. Yes, we did. M. RIDM. Oh, I had it right the first time. Yeah, Um, which is the Montreal International Documentary Festival. Yes. Um, I won a trip for two to Montreal to go to the festival because Tish is a winner. Yay! <laughs> and it was a great weekend, and we saw five screenings. Mm-hmm. Jam-packed weekend full of fun and movies. It, it was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the only not fun part of the weekend was the almost run slash very brisk walk at the at, to the train station. Just, it just made it more exciting to finish it off that way. <laughs> yeah. The, in the rain. Oh, in the cold rain. Other than that, it was perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah. What were our favorites from the weekend? Raise your arms and twist. Yes. <laughs> Raise your arms and twist documentary of NMB48. Which, by the way, um, I was going to say... We made uh, our In the Movies, At the Movies review videos for all of our screenings. Mm -hmm. So you can watch that on my YouTube channel. Um, And that one, uh, we actually got some comments on, like, fans, like, telling us what's what. (laughs) I kind of enjoyed it because they were like, okay, these are, you need to know this, 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 this. But they were all like, but we appreciate your review and stuff. I was like, yes, what is happening? So I, like, replied back to her and be like, really nice, like... Yeah, teach us more. Yeah, I was like, but that's what you have to understand. Like, we don't know anything except this documentary. So they thought we were a little harsh with some aspects of it. But, I mean, if you saw the documentary, that's what it is. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, perhaps we were, but based on... We're not fans. This one thing that we've seen, this is how it's presented. Yeah. Anyway, some guy... Phil, I want an angle on it, so... Yeah. Um, commented with a bunch of, like, links of stuff that we can watch, so oh. we'll have to check out all this. Fun. Because I said, like, we want to know more, but it's really hard because it's Japanese. I can't, like, search for stuff, really. And he, like, sent a bunch of links of, like, stuff to watch. That's amazing. So like, Thank you. <laughs> and, like, more, like, documentary little things. Cool. Stuff. Oh, we'll have yeah. to get together. Yeah. And <laughs> anyway, that was a favorite because we were really interested in, um, 
I didn't explain. It's about the idol groups in Japan. It's like, it's not quite pop star group, whatever, idol groups. Little girls dancing and singing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really interesting. Um, we also really liked Kate Plays Christine. Documentary about an actress preparing to play a role with very sensitive subject matter. Yes. She's preparing to play Christine Chubbuck, who killed herself live on air in 1974. Yes. So it's uh, very dark. It w- yeah, very it was really... It was very... It, wa- it was fascinating, though, to like mm-hmm. watch Kate as she changes over the course of the film. Yeah, and to learn about Christine and like what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a Hollywood film coming a out. Hollywood film <laughs> coming out about Christine Chubbuck, or is out? I don't know. Um, it's not really a Hollywood film. No, it's independent. It premiered at Sundance, so it is out some places. I've been checking. I haven't seen it in. Um, it's not. It hasn't while, been out. So we want. Yeah, we want to see that too. Biopic about. Yeah, it'll just be interesting to like compare. Can we love to compare, compare and contrast? contrast. <laughs> anyway, um, go to my YouTube channel, Tish Chambers, on YouTube to um, watch all those because we haven't been in advanced screening in a long time. I know since and like I've been April a- or May. May Bad Moms yeah. in like May, which is part you of saw Kubo. I did, but. I couldn't. I guess I didn't do a video for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's been, there's like no good movies this summer, I guess. No. And I've applied for a couple with Christmas stuff coming, like, big yeah. movies, but even still, I just, I don't there know. There hasn't been a lot to, like, enter, and, no. or a lot that we wanted, to, I don't know. Movies suck this year, but then, like, a bunch of good stuff came out in November that I still haven't seen. Like, I still haven't seen Doctor Strange or Fantastic Beasts or Moana just came out. I've seen Doctor Strange, but that's it, of those three. Well, we have to catch up a little bit. Yeah. All right, well, let's get Christmassy. Yeah. Yay. (laughs) We're talking about Love Actually from 2003, directed and written by Richard Curtis. Uh, This is his directorial debut, but he has written... Lots of British romantic comedies like Notting Hill and Bridget Jones and Four Weddings and a Funeral. And he also wrote an episode of Doctor Who, Vincent and the Doctor. Yay. <laughs> um, so that's what we also know him from. <laughs> Starring just everyone in England. <laughs> um, as we talk about Pretty it, much. I will probably refer to everyone as their actor's name, because I can't remember their character's name, so it's, you'll hear who's in it, as if you don't know. It's, sometimes it's just easier with this film. Yeah, I don't remember any other names. Um, so the plot. Uh, it follows the lives of eight very different couples dealing with their love lives in various loosely interrelated tales, all set during the, f- the frantic month before Christmas in London, England. Yeah, Loosely. Loosely. Um, loosely interrelated. Yeah. Very loose. It all comes together at the kids' um, Christmas. Christmas concert. Yeah. I know, it's so bizarre. 
I love that. Like, that's the finale piece. Yeah, almost. because not everyone has something to do with kids. So they kind of like Shanghai other people in there for some reason. Like, everyone's there, even though up to this point we have no reason to think they would go to a, Christmas, a kids' yeah, school concert like, on Christmas Eve. You can understand <laughs> um, Emma Thompson, Alan Rickman. Yeah. Because their kids are kids. in it. And same with Liam Neeson. Yeah. But then it's like and then Nat- that's it. Everyone, no one else, I guess, like... You, you. Natalie is just, like, with her extended family. Yeah. The so Jack that, and Judy. But, like, why are they... You know, nothing. I, I, like, I guess you're supposed to, like... Was Keira Knightley in the other one's name? No, I didn't see them. Oh. I didn't see them, and you don't see Colin Firth, because he's in an airplane. Right. He's... He went to his family to go with them to the concert, I think, and then went. Okay. I figured the only way to talk about this movie was to just go through each story. And deal with and this. And see how we feel about okay, each story. Sure. Because they are connected, but only in, like, vague ways where you're like, oh, that's her brother, that's her friend, that's, they know this person, they work with this person. Yeah. But you don't need it's- to know all the stories to understand each story. Yes. Right. <laughs> Which, we will talk about that when we talk about... Hyperlink Cinema, as it's called, apparently. Such about a, like, pretentious name, though. Hyperlink. The, yeah. It's like you're trying too hard to be, like, modern technology. I know. Hyperlink. Okay. All right. So, Hugh Grant is the Prime Minister. <laughs> Sorry. <Okay. laughs> he's. I have a problem right there, but continue. Uh, he's single, and he catches feelings for... Natalie, his assistant who brings him cookies and tea. It's kind <laughs> of weird just because, like, in Canada we have Justin Trudeau right now, and it's like, right. he's married with kids, but you get kind of with the shaggy hair and stuff. Like, yeah. The good, and, like, yeah. the young, good-looking young, yeah. guy gets elected, and I was like, yeah. weird. <laughs> <It's> weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, he's prime minister. He's single, which is odd, apparently. Well, to be fair... It is rare. It is rare. I have those family values to get elected. I like <laughs> Natalie. I do She's really actually like my favorite character, I think. I think so, too. This is, like, the only, like, love story I actually like. Yeah, because she just, she seems real. Yes. He doesn't because he's a prime minister, but, like, she seems like, like, she lives in a shitty house yeah. with her parents <laughs> because she broke up with her boyfriend he's an asshole yeah. and it's like she didn't mean to she just she kinda... accidentally swears in front of the prime minister <laughs> like I fucking understand yeah. <laughs> yeah she does seem the most like real and I just find it I mean it's a cheesy romantic comedy they're yeah. all like stupid stories but of this course. one I find it like endearing and cute that he likes her yeah. even though she is like half his age I know that's <laughs> the only thing to but they at least comment on that yes. with his uh when his sister is like 20 years ago you would have been just his type <laughs> I'm like at least you're like acknowledging that yeah. there's a significant age difference here yeah but it is it's all very it's cute and nice and then he yeah. goes to search for her and yeah <laughs> although I mean like this movie stretches yeah. realistic things. The Prime Minister can get a fucking address. It's not that hard. She's literally an employee. You have her address. I know. But it is... But it's not as cute if he yeah. just calls and gets her address yeah. and goes. So I find that story, whole storyline, very cute. And, like, 
Billy Bob Thornton as the president and like like right like it's like Trudeau and Trump a little bit like I'm getting like oh, real no. um yeah and the whole like storyline which I've seen before in other movies where like you walk in and see like a man like basically like nearly sexually assaulting a woman but you just see them something and you think it's consensual and so you judge both of them yep. well you judge the woman more because um, everyone expects men to be perverts, but women, women have are, to be yeah, perfect. Um, but he doesn't, like, really... I don't know. It's a bit tricky, because he sees that, and then he asks to have her, like, moved. Which Not, is, like, the definition of, like, sexual harassment in the workplace. If, like, you treat someone... Like, he didn't get her fired or whatever, but he affected her job because of his feelings for her. Yes. So, yeah. there's that part. True. I'm also, though, like, mm, I don't want you being all crazy jealous and shit while you're being prime minister. <laughs> yeah, maybe move her away. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, not her fucking fault. Get over no. yourself. He needs, like, he knows that guy's a skis ball. He shouldn't be blaming her at all. Maybe it was just that he realized, I was so upset by that, shit, I have feelings for her, I should not be working with her. Maybe. That's a I'm nice, just going, that's giving him the okay. benefit of the doubt. <laughs> that's what that is. I want to believe this is the one, like, sweet, nice story in this movie that's, like, uh, just, just nice. Yeah. It's all just nice. It is. Um. It's one of my favorites. I do like that part. I like Natalie. Okay. So. It was actually a role written specifically for Martine. Really? They actually originally had her name Martine, but they changed it in the script before she came in for audition because they didn't want her to know that she, like, already had the part. They want her, you know what I mean? They want her to, like, read for yeah. it and stuff. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I've seen her in anything else. She's She does, like, EastEnders and shit like that oh, in Britain, okay. so. They knew her type then. Yeah, I guess. That's cool. I like her. So, okay. Prime Minister's sister yes. is Emma Thompson. Yes. Married to Alan Rickman. Who's everyone's boss. Who's <laughs> the boss. And that relates, that connects everyone else pretty much. Um, Alan Rickman, who is, he's falling prey to this slutty secretary. It's very <sighs> forward, inappropriate sex retary. <laughs> yes. I both love this storyline because I love Emma Thompson mm-hmm. and dislike parts of this storyline because I feel like Mia is so mistreated as a character like in terms of she's nothing but like a predator yeah like, they don't give her anything no and I'm like I understand that like you don't have much time but like of all the characters she is the most one dimensional she's just straight up villain yeah and she's just there and she's just like she's naked in like half of her scenes yeah and she's just her first line is like coming on to him and I'm just like where is this coming from like you have no idea like is this a thing or do they flirt is this already a thing between them and it's she's just instantly a terrible person yeah she's new apparently though right yeah she's like a new are you settling in whatever she's like yeah, I'm gonna settle in on your dick. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> seriously? She's insane. But, um, I feel like Emma Thompson's acting carries this through. Because it yes. still does break my heart a little bit 
with that scene in the bedroom with Joni Mitchell she playing. Goes to cry and it's she the to... best piece of acting in the whole thing. Yeah. It's just silent. She's just taking a moment. I was just, I think I was listening to some other podcast and they brought this up and they were saying, like, they always think of this scene where she's, like, really upset and she just, like, acts like everything's fine, like, takes leave to the bedroom for a minute, cries to Joni Mitchell pulls herself together and then like goes to the kids play yeah as like a sort of like yeah that's what women fucking do right we go to the bathroom and cry and then like go back to work because because that's all we can do that's yeah yeah no I love it I and I maybe that's why like because I'm like that's we don't have any other option in most cases. Well, no, like, you can't let anyone know you have emotion. Otherwise, you're... Then you're weak. Sensitive yeah. little woman. And she, in this case, is like, you know, wife, mother, like, she has shit to do. Like, yeah. She's being she has for shit her family, to get done. And she doesn't want to be, you know, she's not going to pick a fight with her husband in front of the kids on their uh, Christmas On Christmas concert. Eve, right before yeah. their Christmas concert. So, so suck it up. And pulls you... it together. But the you way get she, through the night. The way she confronts him after, like, so casually, I'm like, she's really, like, it's amazing. But you know, like, that entire concert, that's all she's been thinking is... <sighs> yeah, she's been coming up with, like, what am I going to say to him <laughs> without just breaking down. Oh. Yeah. And then their end is so, like, I don't know what's going on. You know, she's just like, oh, okay, you're back, we're fine, it's fine, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And it's like, everything is not fine, but you seem to be going along with it. Well, like, and that's another thing, is there's a lot of, like, unanswered questions in this film. Mm-hmm. Like, you never find out how far it went with him and the secretary. That's, I guess, I have an to... answer to that. Oh, do you? In the fun facts that I found on oh, IMDb. Oh, cool. I wonder if it's what in, I think Because um, everyone wonders that. Uh, mm-hmm. In a, just a year ago, December 2015, Emma Freud, who was the script editor and is the life partner of Richard Curtis, the writer and director, cool. um, confirmed on her Twitter that it was indeed a full-fledged sexual affair, not just inappropriate non-physical flirtation, um, and confirmed that Karen and Harry stayed married after Karen discovered the affair, but home isn't as happy as it once was. Wow, okay, I th- I'm surprised because then I feel like it. You almost don't get that feeling from it. Yeah, like did they shoot more and like leave some stuff out? Because, like the reason there's no there's nothing in the movie that suggests that he actually did anything other than like give her kind a of necklace. got conned into like giving her a necklace. Yeah, like that's how it feels. So that then I feel like okay, there's a there's like a story issue there because. I feel like that's something you should have let your viewers in on. So we could be there, like, knowing what's going on. Yeah. But then it's like, Emma Thompson doesn't know exactly what's going on, so we're kind of with her and just seeing, like, is it a necklace? Is it sex in a necklace? Is it love in a necklace? Then that one month later thing, like, they're still together, and I'm like, what happened? Like, Well, and it's like, he just kind of got embarrassed, like, oh, I got all caught up with this younger woman showing interest in me. Yeah, that's, like, fair. At least I can... At least I can kind of... Some people do choose to stay together, and, like, we're gonna Mm -hmm. try and work on this, and that's sort of fine, and... Mm -hmm. But, like, you can... In here, she's like, home was not as happy as it once was, but she's like, I'm like... 
Emma Thompson does not look one bit happy that you are back. She's like, fuck. Yeah. It was such a nice... She really seems like they are, like, separated or something. And she's like, it's fine, we're dealing without you, you know, kind mm-hmm. of thing. And, like, now we have to go home. I don't know where he went for... I assumed it was for work. Yeah. Because that was, back, like, his big thing. And work. it was, like, a trial separation. Now he's back and they're like, ugh, now we have to, like, deal with this and, like, separate and deal with the kids. Yeah. Because if it was just a necklace and you just kind of got caught up, like, oh, my God, this hot young woman likes me and I'm going to buy her a necklace, but, like, never actually went did anything, then I would be like, that seems forgivable in a long marriage. Like, Yeah. Yeah, with a little, maybe actual, a little bit of work, but... Yeah, like, getting to the root of the actual problem, but actually having, a, like, an affair is like, you made that decision. Yeah, but some people still yeah. work through it. But his home isn't as happy as it once was. Home is not. <laughs> it is not as happy. But yeah. Yeah. And something someone pointed out that I saw online was, why did she get so upset at opening the CD? Like, why did she assume, like, the, that was the only thing that could have been the neck? Like, she, he could have still... Still put it, wrapped it in something? No, that's like, you surprise. don't know. Yeah. yeah. I know. But I think it was just, she already knew, she had her suspicions about Mia, like, oh, Mia's very pretty. Yeah. Be careful there. And the way that, that they were always together at the Christmas party and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then it was the right shape and the right size. And yeah. you almost feel like she just kind of is like, She just oh. knew. Sometimes you just know. Because she already knew. She just, now yeah. she knew, knew. That line breaks my heart when she's like, Mia's very pretty. And he's like, oh, I didn't know. And she just kind of quietly says, be careful there. Yeah. And I'm I like, know. oh, she knows. I know. Like, he doesn't even know that he's going to do it. But, like, she knows. Like, <sighs> That is so heartbreaking that, like, that, she has to say that to her husband. It's like, be careful. Like, Mm -hmm. be careful you don't sleep with your secretary. Like. (sighs) Yeah. Anyway, that's their lovely story. (laughs) Not as fun Um, as the prime minister (laughs) and his assistant. No, it's not. All these men in power. Most of them get kind of happy endings. That's the one that's like, there's. There's no happy ending there. Mm-hmm. There's a kind of, oh, we're fine ending, but there's no, there's no happy ending. Mm-hmm. All right. Next. Three. <laughs> Emma Thompson, whatever her character is, is also friends with Liam Neeson. Yeah. Who just lost his wife. Yes. And um, his stepson or his son is... In love with the prettiest girl in school. So now Yay. they have to deal with that. It'll, uh, Emma Thompson and Liam Neeson remind me of kind of like what Mark and I would be like when we got older. Because I'd be like, oh, dude, sorry your wife just died. But I got to deal with this shit. I'll call you back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I get the fact that they've been friends for a long time. Yeah. That's all. They just kind of threw that in there. So he has some connection to someone else's yeah. story. And he's not completely alone or something. I find it sadder, though, since his wife actually did die when I watched this. But, like, it right. makes me sadder. Because uh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, imagine now, like, you acted this when she was still alive. And now, like, you've been through it and you're still sad about it and you post, you t- t- tweet about it sometimes. <laughs> Oh my god. Not like in a, I don't know, 
Just in like a remember to love the people you love every day. That sort of stuff. That's what you never tweet. You never know when it's going to be taken away. I'm sure it's not exactly like that. You're getting the point. <sighs> okay. Um. Yeah, I like the I like this one too. It's I do just, too. It's mostly just sweet. I just like his parenting style. Yeah. Of just the kind of no secrets between us. Like, yeah. I'm going to speak to you like an adult. I'm going to... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I wish more people They're like that. grieving <laughs> together, but it's also like, you know, mom's always going to be dead. But yeah. right now I'm in love with this girl. Yeah. Kind of thing. I mean, I feel yeah. like this kid is the most well-adjusted child. Considering, yeah, <laughs> losing his mom, yeah. They they do mention that, like, they knew that her death was coming. Because right. they had, like, planned for the funeral and that sort of stuff. So, obviously, it was, like, an illness. Yeah. But even even still, your 11-year-old is that well-adjusted. Mm-hmm. Like, that is a great therapist that he is going yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. But it's, they're, yeah. You just, like... And, you, like, you know, he's not his, like, biological father, but he was just, like, you're my kid. Like, there's no... It's just In the nice. end, he calls him dad sometimes. Yeah. Which I get the feel- that wasn't, like, the story of, like, becoming his father. He's already his father. Yeah. But it's just a little thing thrown in to see, like... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just love where he's, like, he's concerned. He's, like, tell me what's going on. He's, like, I'm in love. <laughs> I'm, I'm sad about mom. I'm, I am sad about mom, but also... I'm in love. It's I know. agony. I'm like, oh, okay, so it's unrequited love. I mean, you could specify. Yes. <laughs> love should not be agony. <laughs> no. Um, and then they watch Kate and Leo. Kate and Leo. <sighs> that, yeah, this whole, like, father-son relationship is really sweet. I know. I, I really enjoy it. I and just, like, crush on the girl. Yeah, and then she likes him. It's I all know. just nice. <sighs> She's got pipes. Yeah. I have that song on my Christmas music. Me too! <laughs> Apparently, um, she, she really sang that, mm-hmm. but, um, she, she actually sounded, like, too good for her age, so the director, like, had it, like, edited a bit to sound a bit younger. Yeah, and I think she's not, she wasn't 11, she was, like, 13 or something, yeah, but it doesn't, probably. not enough of a difference that that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, she's really good. I really like that. I just think it was weird how, like, she turns around to point to him. And he's like, yay! And then she points to, like, everyone else, and he's suddenly really sad. But I'm like... Didn't you rehearse this this girl? First of all, you're not a good performer if on, like, the big note at the end, you turn away from the audience. Yeah, but she's 11, and she does like him. Yeah, but it's it's so awkward. She could have, like got to him eventually. I don't know. It's just like a very obvious, like, to him it was like, yeah, she's looking at me. I'm like, from the audience, it's really obvious that she wanted to turn around and look at him. Which is cute, I guess. (laughs) I also didn't get, like, she was going, he was like, she's going back to America. This is my last chance. But, like, she came back. Yeah, and I was like, did they come back because, like, they're friends now or whatever? And she's like, came back to visit? Or, like, did she go back to America for, like, eight months and it's, like, the start of the next school year? No, because it's no, only it one, one month, month later. later. So, like, for Christmas and then she came back after? after? Yeah. They made it sound like she's going back to America, in which case I would be like, 
Well, then why bother? She's leaving. Like, don't try and get her to fall in love with you if she's yeah, leaving. Yeah, I don't like, know. Like, moving away. But it was just, I guess, she was leaving for a month. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. It's cute. It's, yeah, it is cute. <laughs> and once again, like, the ending of his story, absolutely. Like, they, they go a lot into, like, the fantasy of, you know what I mean? <laughs> the run through the airport and stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, kind of with, like, all of them. <laughs> all of them kind of almost dip. Maybe not uh, Emma Thompson's, but, like, there's a lot of them that dip a little bit into, like, fantastical elements that... Yeah. That doesn't make the whole like unrealistic. airport thing at the end doesn't make sense. I'm like, why is the prime minister coming in like the normal airport? And if someone ran at the prime minister, they would be like taken <laughs> down, even if it was her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Airports and movies is always tricky because we're always trying to do things like say goodbye at the gate or whatever. I know, but you can't go to the yeah. gate unless you have a ticket. Yeah. Anyway, that story's cute. <laughs> um, next. Next. How about Colin Firth? What about him? His catches his girlfriend cheating on him with his brother. That asshole. Both of them. Terrible. Um, so he goes to his vacation home in France. Yeah. Because he's a rich fuck. I don't know. Like Correct. <laughs> this is all correct. <laughs> Um, and he falls in love with his housekeeper who doesn't even speak English. Or French. They don't speak to each other. Or Turkish. Yeah. She speaks <laughs> Portuguese. I don't like this story. Um, it's just weird. And, they like, this one do is... do not speak to each other, and then he asks her to marry him. I know, and she says yes. Yes. Because they're both insane. I think this is England or, like, Western society still seeing, like, Eastern Europe or, like, the rest of Europe as, like... Uncivilized? Uncivilized and, like, living in the Stone Age where, like, they still marry off their daughters and shit like that. Well, like, I find... We also time-traveled as well as traveled to Portugal. Um, I find... I mean, Portugal is not really, like, a modern and stuff but like i find it interesting because um like this one this one and colin mm-hmm. are the two that i find most unrealistic yeah and that includes hugh grant being prime minister okay <laughs> but like you just it i i have yeah i don't know it just, seems so adorable because they do the subtitles or whatever, and, like, they're saying the same things. Yeah, talking. but they're if like, you think like about it... You're not really having a conversation at all. They're I just know. looking at each other and, like, barely speaking, and then... The fact, like, him trying to learn Portuguese, that's cute. Like, if he had just shown yeah. up and be like, Hey, Merry Christmas in Portuguese, and just, like, wanted to see her, that would be so cute. I know. The but marriage thing is ridiculous. too far. Um, I also hate the whole, like, we're all walking through the streets together. I'm like, what has happened? Again, it's this, like, weird, like, primitive, like, I have to ask your father. And, and your, like and your whole family. And sister's like, yes, marry this rich white man. <laughs> rich English man. Like, yeah, that's the thing where I'm like, what are we trying to say about, like, the rest of Europe here, guys? Like, come on. And again, man in a position of power. Like, there's a yeah. lot of that in this film. It, like... Yeah. 
It would have been just been cute if they'd shown up and they had both learned each other's language because they liked each other and they yeah. were like, "Oh, we're gonna try this thing." Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Marriage is too far. I agree, I and it I ruins like, it. It ruins the storyline. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, "Oh, you learn Portuguese, kind of." That's and, nice. Like, no, I'm not gonna marry you, fucking idiot. Yeah. Maybe we can date or something, even though we live in different countries. I don't know. I did like seeing her at the end, though, looking, like, normal, kind of, because when she was, like, housekeeper, I feel like she dressed different, she had her hair back or something, mm-hmm. and then we see her as a waitress, she looks more, like, modern, with, like, her hair done, yeah. she's super cute. At the airport, too, at the end, she's, yeah. like, all adorable. But you, like, see her, like, up in the restaurant, and I'm like, oh, it's like, she's a normal person with a life and stuff, she's not just this, like, little foreigner housekeeper maid. But, like, I'm also like, why is she housekeeping? She's living in France, but doesn't speak French. She's living there just to be... So she's living in, like, a Portuguese community in... France? I guess. Or was she housekeeping in France and he flies to Portugal because she like housekeeps because it's better money? In like the when summer you went months? To see her. I Is think that, that was France? Portugal. Okay. I well, thought like, she I was just thought, like also that like working there it, in France. In, for like the summer or whatever. Or the I don't know where he's driving her home then. I don't know. It's it's a little muddled that whole Also just the idea that like it's a vacation home thing. Like he's taking a little Time you need away. a maid every day. Every day she's there while like he's there vacation. working, and I'm like, you really like needed to pay someone to like bring you your tea. I know. You get write, off your, on your typewriter. On your typewriter, you pretentious fuck. You're typing your novel <laughs> on a fucking typewriter. Yeah, and not making coffee. <laughs> like it's 2003. Come on. So yeah, that story's kind of stupid. Yeah, it's like pretty. It is pretty. It is. It is. There's, yeah. But it's stupid. Okay. Um, how about Kira Knightley? She gets married to the only black person in the movie. (laughs) One of two. The movie director. Colin's friend, yeah. (laughs) He's not the director. (laughs) He's the, like, body double director or something. Anyway. Um, one of the two black people. Um, she gets married, and, uh, her husband's best friend is secretly in love with her. Yeah. And I... Rick from Walking Dead is secretly in in love with her. This is a very problematic, as the kids say, story. Because... Because of the signs, and she kisses him. Like, what... Like, okay, your friend starts dating someone, mm-hmm. you're also into her. So, but you bite your tongue because they're great together, you're, whatever, they're together. And you respect that. <sighs> but he dealt with it by being a creep, presumably this whole time, not just on the wedding day, because it's kind of shown that he always has his video camera around, like he's mm-hmm. a video guy. So, presumably he's a creep, and instead of just like getting over it and being happy for them and being friends with them he acts terrible to her like he hates her apparently but is a super creep creeping on her with the video camera and like does grand gestures like gets people to play all you need is love like that was for her 
It was for, for her. But yeah. it was fun. Like, you yeah. feel like he'd be a fun friend to have because, like, yeah. he knows how to Surprises. plan a surprise. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Sometimes the strippers end up being dudes or the prostitutes yeah. end up being dudes. But at least strippers we'll... end up being prostitutes who end up being <laughs> dudes. Men. Yeah. Um, that happens sometimes. Um, yeah. I'm, I don't know. The thing. After the first three we talked about, they all kind of fall off a little bit. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. They were the um, I just, the he shows up. The doesn't bother me as much as it seems to other people at the end. I feel like it's just her being like, I get it. I love my husband and I'm not going to leave. This is flattering and nice. Yeah, that's yeah. how I take it. But it's also, he's being rewarded for pursuing a woman. Fair. Right? Kind of. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, I'm done now. But it's like, why would you do that at all? She's married. You're, like, harassing her. Like, it's not flatter. Like, if someone did well, that it's to one me, of those... I would be like, you're insane. I don't care how you in love with me you are. I married you your best friend. I love him. <sighs> I do not reciprocate feelings. You know that. I don't need to know how much you love me, that you love me. When I'm an old mummy. Like, <laughs> well, like, I just, yeah, I, I don't know. They're, it's, it's male entitlement. I oh, need to tell everyone my opinion but that's, because it matters. It's, it's but just it one of those things that, like, <laughs> I'm telling you because it's going to make me feel better. Yes. Even though it's not going to make you feel yes, better. That is men on the internet, basically. Well, pretty like, much. That's a man problem, for yeah. sure. Mansplaining. Yeah. I need to tell you because I need to tell you, not because you need to hear it. Yeah. Because she doesn't need to know that. No. I mean, it kind of maybe resolves some things, like, oh, I understand why he's, like, such a dick to me. Well, and, like, I I gather the fact that, like, he's much less of a dick to her after that. Maybe. But, like, they don't show you that. And, like, why does that matter? Like, you shouldn't be a dick to somebody because you're having, like, okay, like, I understand that could be hard, but, like, Mm -hmm. then you need to deal with that somehow. It's don't not just, fair don't to just, either of them for you to, like, hate her yeah. when they're together, you know, and be, that's so bad for her to feel like my husband's best friend, like, doesn't like me. That I know. makes someone feel really bad that you're, like, coming between friends. Yeah. So he's just a selfish dick. What's the thing in the end he's waiting for both of them at the airport? No, um... But he's with someone or something. They go... The... Um, Kira Knightley <laughs> and the black husband are there to meet Colin Firth and the girl that doesn't speak English. Right. Because I guess they're all friends. Right, right. Because he was at Colin the Firth was at the wedding yeah. and stuff. And then he, like, comes up and was like, I was just tagging along because I'm that guy. Yeah, so apparently he's still just, like, tagging along. Like, like he still doesn't have anybody, but at least he's like, I don't know, we'll hang out. They're all with, okay um, hanging out together? I don't know. I, don't I guess so. Sure. I don't under. I don't know. Whatever. I would be better if, like, he, like, dealt with his shit and was like, okay, like, I'm gonna go. Without involving her. Yeah. Or even if he was just, like, honest with both of them. Like, yeah. okay, I have to tell you, the reason I've been an <laughs> asshole to her is because I'm actually, like, super in love with her. And, and it's really hard. And it's easier to just, like, push her away. Yeah, and it's like, and I was trying to be respectful of your relationship, so I wasn't gonna say anything, but... <laughs> 
Yeah. Because now the husband is totally in, in the, the dark, dark about this whole thing. And thinks that, like, oh, my friend's, like, finally being nice to my wife or something? Like, yeah. It is, it is weird. It's, yeah. And it's, I feel like he doesn't, like, deserve his best friend. Like, no. I didn't, I'm like, this should have been brought up and dealt with, like, way before they got married. Yeah. It's really like, weird. I mean, even if they're an average, like, relationship, they were together for, like, more than, like, six months before they got married. Like. Yeah. So you assume that this has been going on for years. Yeah. Which is why he's a super creep. I would have liked it way more if Laura Linney had been correct and he was in love with his best friend. That would have been more exciting for yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Laura Lynn is there. Yeah. Um, and she works for Helen Rickman. Of course. And is in love with Carl. Yeah. <laughs> Such a name. It's a terrible name, name and does not, man, does not suit him whatsoever. Not even Carlo or Carlos, just Carl. Yeah. Carlos, um, at least, like, you could understand. Yeah. Uh, everyone knows that she's in love with him, including Carl. <laughs> Carl. I can't... It's hard to even take you seriously when you say Carl. Carl. Should I try to say it British? Carl? Carl. 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 I don't know how they do that. R-L in Britain. <laughs> um, well, she's American anyway, so she yeah. calls him Carl. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... Yeah, this is also not really a happy ending. No, but I like this one more than the last one we just talked about. I don't know how to feel, but I don't know what they're trying to say with the ending of this. Okay, so she's well, always taking these phone calls from someone close to her. You don't know. Mm-hmm. And she finally gets her chance with Carl, and she keeps Carl. answering the phone because it's her brother's, like, special needs and her, like, in a mental health facility. Mm-hmm. Um... And basically, she chooses her brother over, over Carl. Carl. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is, um, I don't. They try to make it seem like a happy ending because then she's with her brother and they're being Christmas yeah. together in the end, and she's just kind of like okay with Carl. They just like say good night to each other. I'm like, this is terrible. Like, she what? She should have boundaries or something. Like. Well, She's she obviously doesn't like she. Yeah. I mean, when she's talking to Carl about her brother, mm-hmm. she you can tell by the way she says she's like you know so it's my job or not my job but my responsibility. Well, it's not that I'm not happy to do it. It's like he's my brother and there's no parents, so it kind of falls on me. And so I'm like, okay, you obviously have like issues with feeling like you have to do everything because yeah. because you lost your parents because possibly. you lost your parents and because. He is not well. Mm-hmm. And, you know... And she's a great sister from all that we can see. Like, she's constantly mm-hmm. there for him. But I'm like, why can't she have both? Yeah. So she Because needs- Carl seems quite understanding. Yeah. She really... I feel like she's hiding behind her, her brother. brother. She totally is. To not have a life. I agree with that. And she's just letting that be her life because she's too scared to go have a life. And even though I'm sad about that and I think that that's awful, I still think that that's a realistic human reaction. And so I'm more okay with the storyline. 
people do yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's realistic for sure. It's just like frustrating to watch because they're like, "Come on, get it on with Carl." Carl's hot. <laughs> what are you doing? And he wants you. Oh my god! Like, get it, girl. Yeah. But she, yeah, she hides behind her brother. I do know that when they cast this role, they kept trying to find a British actress, and apparently the director was like, "I want like a Laura Linney type." And so they were like, why don't we just get Laura Lindy? Yeah. If you're going to keep true. saying that, like, we'll just fucking go get her. Yeah. She's like, An American can live in London. Yeah. <laughs> not earth-breaking. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes me sad. It makes me sad for Carl. He's Now he yeah. doesn't get what he wants yeah. either. But, like, Carl, it's like you're sad, but he's... He's not going to wait around. It's like, no. if you're always going to choose made your it brother. very clear, yeah, what yeah. her priorities are. And he's not as stocky as... Rick, yeah, he's so. not a psycho. He's just a nice guy. <laughs> he's not gonna wait and hold signs and do all that. No, he's. It's just I, you know, I also just thought it was weird. She's always answering the phone, and like responding to his like ridiculous things he's saying. You know, like repeating it back so that we can hear mm-hmm. on her side what he's saying. And then she goes to see him, and he doesn't say anything. He's like catatonic almost, and tries to hit her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this does not go with what the phone calls you've been having. And, like, why is he, whatever facility, I don't know what they're trying to say is, like, going on with him or where he is. Well, yeah, you don't have any of that sort of detail. No. And I'm like, why does he have access to, like, a phone constantly to call her? Like, they, at whatever institution, facility, should also be limiting him, like, bothering his sister Mm -hmm. all the time? Like, that's not... Well, yeah, you'd think that he would have to, like, go and ask to use the phone. At the very least, yeah. And that they would somewhat limit it because, like, hey, your sister's at work now. You shouldn't be calling her or something. Like, for his own mental health and, like, routine and sort of keeping, giving him sort of I agree with that. I find that odd, but then it doesn't work for this story they wrote. I know. It's (laughs) just one of those little, like, unrealistic things where they kind of made something a little bit extreme. (sighs) Yeah. I don't know. She's, like, so happy, and she loves Carl. Yeah. She has some work to do on herself. Okay. What other stupid... Which one of of these are nonsense stories? Okay. Well, okay, Jack and Judy, the body doubles, they meet at work, they like each other, they start going out. That's all just very sweet. Yeah, it is. It's, like, the whole, like, while they meet... They're, like, people that you wouldn't expect doing the job that they do because they're both kind of, like, sweet and innocent-y. Yeah, but, I mean, it's not porn. It's no. It's body double whatever. Yeah. And but so yeah, they do that, and that's, like, kind of the, oh. That's the joke the whole time is that yeah. they're having these normal conversations while he's, like, touching her breasts. Yeah. And stuff, like, thrusting behind her. <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, a little comedy storyline thrown in. Yeah, but they're cute. I'm fine with yeah. them. Like, go Jack it's and Judy. Cute, yeah. I also read that they... For, like, TV, they'll just take out this story completely. Because of the nudity. That's so you fair. don't have to deal with that. And you can just take it out. It has really no... Yeah. They don't, they pop up at the end again, but it's not really important to no. the story. It's just another sweet little story to throw in. Yeah, and it's short. Theirs is really short. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's useless, but it's, like, it's one fair. nice story. Yeah. I agree. Um... Also ridiculous that like at the end she has a ring. Two I know. Months I'm like, after um, they met, <laughs> you guys are moving real fast. Are we aware of this? <sighs> they and just wanted to like. That's how everyone does apparently in this oh, l- version of London. 
Yeah. And then we've got Bill Nye, who's washed up old pop star, trying to sell his stupid Christmas song, <laughs> Christmas is All Around. It's a terrible song, but he knows it's a terrible song. Yeah. Again, this is just like a funny kind of thing. Yeah, I don't mind this one. I He yeah. has hilarious lines yeah. and is, you know. And he realizes he loves his manager. Yeah, that he's the love of his life. is kind of like best friend, manager. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that's sweet. There's one sort of like different type of relationship that they're celebrating at least. Yeah, it was a nice story. It was, and it's just funny to I'm watch him be it. like an asshole and compete with Blue for the. <laughs> which I'm sure when I like first watched this, I had no idea who it was. But now that I watched like a ton of British television, yeah, I was like oh, I know uh, who yeah. Blue is. Yeah, I, yeah. I get the jokes. Yeah, um, they're just like a boy band. Um. The last one is the dumbest one. Colin wants to go to America and get laid. Which he does successfully. Congratulations, Colin. I feel like... accent. I'm okay with this story in terms of I felt like they were trying to show, like, different types of love. And, like, for some people, love isn't a giant commitment. It's just, like, sexual love. Like, that's fine if that's you want a storyline for that. Mm-hmm. This is a bad storyline. So and the acting, like when he's in the bar oh my God. with Again, so uh, over January the Jones and Alicia <laughs> Cup, and I'm just like, it makes me want to kill myself because they're like, talk about unrealistic representation of women. Like it's, it, 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 <laughs> it's literally like his dream. Like he should but, wake up from this. Yeah, it, I'm more like, did Colin get hit by a car? And like, so this is like. Yeah. His plane crashed on the way to Wisconsin. You know what I mean? Coma life. Although they didn't know Wisconsin was going to be funny to people in North America. They just chose a place. And they chose Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah, and then everyone it's... laughs because it's Wisconsin. Yeah, but that's a joke. Because it's not like New York or LA. It's just... I know, but they didn't think ooh, that it Wisconsin. was going to be like a hilarious thing. No one in Britain laughs at Wisconsin, but everyone in North America does. Well, maybe they did that for the international audience. Maybe. Um, I um, usually like skip this when I watch it's, it. It's pretty hard. It's hard to watch the girls in the bar. Yeah, it's that's hard scene. to watch. I'm fine with him being like a disgusting, perverted asshole the rest of the film, but that scene in the bar is like. Yes. Like uh, I, we can't afford pajamas, so we will be naked and huddled together in our one bed. Yeah, and then you see their house, and I'm like, bitch, you can't live in you that house. You can afford the electricity for all those Christmas lights? Seriously, that is fucking expensive. Yeah, it's all just nonsense, and what is what is it trying to teach us? That you can get laid in America if you have a British accent? I mean, that's true. <laughs> It is true, yeah. Girls are a sucker for a British accent, and, like, yeah. a dorky British guy would be, like, a charming British guy over here. Correct. But, what? Just women. No. Why are you putting women? Why are you making the women like this? Why? Why would you do this to us? I don't know. It's so over the top that, like, you know that they're being... Everyone's a, it's self-aware that it's ridiculous, but it's still there being mm-hmm. ridiculous. 
then he brings two of them back at the end, like, of course it's Shannon Elizabeth and Denise Richards. Yeah. <sighs> it's, I don't even have words. It, it, that scene just, <laughs> I, I, Why? I, I Why? yeah, I just, just, I just don't, I can't, I can't. I can't. I can't anymore. As I say, it's fine if you wanted, like, a storyline to be, like... Sex. Yeah. That's totally legitimate, but this is so bad. Yeah. It's really... Yeah. I don't even... Yeah. Let's read some fun facts. Yeah. Okay, cool. How about this weird thing? Billy Bob Thornton has a unique fear of antique furniture. That is weird. That's weird. That makes specific. my balloon issues seem so normal. Well, yeah, that balloons are a thing. Yeah. This is like antique. Like, would you have to date it first before you're afraid of it? Like, how do you like? It's just a look. What if it's a modern chair that I made yesterday, but it looks like an antique? Like, this is a weirdly no kidding, weirdly specific and like, <laughs> but not specific enough. Like, there's you know. Anyway, apparently Hugh Grant would sometimes flash a piece of antique furniture <laughs> in front of him before the cameras rolled and watch him freak out. <laughs> Which nice. I would love to see Billy Bob Thornton freaking out because he sees a chair. Like, what the fuck? You, like, hide, like, an old clock and you're, like, <laughs> you, like, whip it out. Like, oh, my God. That's bizarre. And also weird because, like, he, of the storyline that he's in, a lot of the stuff is made to look, like, stately and antique. Yeah. That is weird. I don't know. How does he get any... Has, I'm, no, I'm trying... Like, he just doesn't do period pieces because he's afraid of antique furniture. Doesn't go to, like, old places. With doesn't visit his grandma because she's an antique. Because <laughs> like, she's so an weird. antique. So. Please define antique. He would never home. be in my home. No. We have a lot of antique furniture. It's a weird thing, Billy Bob. Yeah. He's kind of a weird dude, though. Weird like, dude. let's be honest. He was, like, perfect for the American person. I know. Yeah. And, like, like whenever some American is in the middle of, like, British movie or something, all these accents, and then the American comes in, it's, their voice sounds so, like, flat and monotone. <laughs> like, blah. And, like, he's just perfect for that. Um, the other fun fact was... Apparently they had Emma Thompson in, like, a fat suit, because she's actually a very thin woman. Mm-hmm. Well, if you think of, like, Trelawney or, like, I mean, she's pretty thin. Yeah. She's a tiny little woman. And it makes sense, I mean, that she would be fatter than she is, mm-hmm. whatever. And she's not, like, fat in the movie. She's just not... She's hip. She's just not thin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's, you know, a mom of, like, what, like, two kids? Yeah. In her, I don't know how old, like, 40? Yeah. And, yeah, so it just kind of made her look, like, normal? Like, like a like, normal person, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. That's all, there's other facts, but they're not fun. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> just a bunch of, I hate when I scroll through the IMDb, like, trivia, whatever, and, like, there's always a lot of stuff making these, like, weird connections. Like, this person and this person is in this movie. They were also in this movie together. I know, and I'm like, I don't care. That's not a fun fact. That's I'm just, like, using IMDb. I know. You're like, oh, you you, you already IMDb'd them for me. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. 
just like stuff like that where they're just like making connections i'm like this is not trivia imdb this is just like facts yeah like not even fun fact like anyway (laughs) it upsets you so um we just talked about the worst female representation ever (sighs) what do we think of this movie as a whole for female representation Okay, I'm not. I don't. Can we speak of it as a whole, or do we? Need well, but to that's divide? the thing. It's if like you're seeing one, you're seeing them all. I mean, each part might have a different grade associated yeah. with it, but I think in the end, like, I don't think it's particularly great for female representation, and a lot of that has to do with because of the film that it is and what we're talking about, like, with mm-hmm. this hyperlink cinema and none of the characters, none of the characters are fully formed characters no. in the thing. And so that does not generally lead to great representation. No, because you have to rely on stereotypes so that you can just introduce, give a few little details like, oh, she's flirting with her boss, she's a yeah. slut, she's this, and then we can... Extrapolate from there. Fill it in. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone's just a little bit of a stereotype. Yeah. Archetype. Because you you don't have the time to do it any other way in this film. Which is why I don't like. This. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Uh, so I don't know. What do we normally do? Letter grade. God, it's been so long, Tish. I know. <laughs> like it's not great. Th- but but there are bits that are okay. Yeah. But then there's the girls in the bar. <laughs> yeah. So like a C, C plus. C plus. Yeah. Somewhere like you tried kind of. Somewhere in there. Like I think there are women. There are definitely women of different re- ages. Mm-hmm. That's bad. <laughs> and that's they're as all as a gift. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's the uh, only really thing is that it's. Somewhat. I mean, ages. Even like, what's the youngest aside from That's like the true. little girl? There's like Kira Knightley, up to like Emma Thompson. Yeah. There's no like, even that. It's like women. it's like 15 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's not that great. I know. So C. Yeah. I don't know. The more I think about it, the worse it gets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can find things that we like about some of the characters, but yeah. Overall, it's not doing us justice. Correct. Which is sad because it's a romantic comedy. It's made for women predominantly. Women are watching this. Yeah. And oh my god, those girls in the bar. I can't I know. I actually watched that it, part because I did we were too. talking about the movie. I normally and skip over that because it I hurts. cringe. Ugh. Straw. Straw. Table. table. Oh, same. <laughs> like, oh my that's god, like go cute. fuck yourself. I mean, that's funny, but like, everything around is so fucked. <laughs> it's like the middle of a fucking snowstorm, I'm gonna walk in here in like, tiny little shirts and... These like, it, models are hanging out, I and mean, they're like, f- so fucking yeah, and, like, ready a, to get it. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, January Jones is one of my least favorite actresses. Yeah, I do not like January Jones. I've never Jones. seen Mad Men, so I don't know if I've seen her in anything. I do not like That's January so Jones. Despite that, I would hate her even if it wasn't January Jones. Yes, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. 
I'm just saying I'm I'm being upfront about my bias with January Jones, but that is not the reason I hate those characters. Okay. 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 Female crew tally. There are nine people in um, the top five positions. And only two of them were women. And they were producers. Of course they were. That's all we do is produce. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. all we got. So then... Yeah. Written and directed by a man. Yeah. An old white man. Of course. <laughs> Sorry, Richard Curtis, but <laughs> you didn't do us justice. Or lots of other people. In yeah. London, who would have loved to be represented in a story about people in London? Yeah. Speaking of which, um, for this film, we're gonna do a brief thing on other representation. Yeah, I just thought which there isn't a lot. Of. <laughs> yeah, because we always talk about female representation. Like we made it a thing at the end of every movie because we we're just talking about it anyway. Mm-hmm. We also always talk about other diversity representation. Um, and this one, particularly, I noticed it because I was thinking about all the stories, and I was like, oh, well, they're all hetero. Mm-hmm. They're all pretty much white, which is not unusual, but... But it is sad. Yeah. And especially in a city like London that is so diverse, you know what I mean? Yeah. Huge Indian population, for yeah. example. There are black people in London. Yeah. <laughs> other than, like... With- the two guys that were just there. Like, they didn't even have, like... Like, we talk about the fact that the characters aren't well-rounded. They weren't even playing, like, the major characters. They were just, like, two random No, people. yeah, they were... Yeah. Um... It's upsetting. So, yeah. I mean, you could make the argument that most white people have a lot of white people friends, and they were all, like, somewhat connected. That's but also, they weren't argument. all friends. Yeah. Because they were, like, co-workers and stuff. Yeah. It's a... No. I don't... I don't... Do not accept your argument. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just to say it's, like, about people in London and then for it to just be... No, it's about white heterosexual people in London. White (laughs) middle to lower upper class white people in London. Well, I mean, it's a prime minister. Well, yeah, okay, except him. But then, like, his sister isn't, like... Upper class. No, she's like yeah. middle class. Yeah. Yeah. It's all very been there, done that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so fail for that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Any other No, it's an F. <laughs> F. There's no F for fail. Two minor characters of color. Oh, I guess Carl. Oh like Carl. Resilient. Sure. Um, the exotic Carl. (laughs) (laughs) You feel like he came and his name was Carlos, but that, like, it was, it was, like, too ethnic and he just changed it to Carl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, it's terrible. This movie is terrible. But it's Christmas season, we love it. I know, but this (laughs) movie is so terrible, but I love it and I'm going to watch it every year. Damn it. Okay. The thing, the thing at the beginning with the airport, the, 
the love actually is all around. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah, I read something about that. Was that was the most diverse part of it, maybe. I think there were some people's color in there. Yeah, oh, and those were real people. Mm-hmm. Um, they, like, filmed it, and then if they saw something that they liked and wanted to use, they'd, like, run after them, just have them sign releases. Yeah. So at least, like, that's, like, real. Yeah. That's nice. It, like it starts that. out with such a nice sentiment, and then it's, like... No, we're only going to talk about one type of love. Heterosexual <laughs> romantic love. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, so, Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it 63% or 6.3 out of 10. That's still, like, fairly high. Yeah. Okay. I guess they thought it was good. Sure. And the audience liked it a little bit more. 72% of people liked it. Mm-hmm. Average 3.1 out of 5. That's fair. Um, I'm yeah. surprised for some reason. Like, when I look at this movie the way... Like, normally I just sit and watch it, and it's like Mindless Christmas. Yeah. Adorable movie. But, like, when we're sitting here and we're dissecting it, I was it's, like, I have so many issues with this movie when I think about the movie. It's not a great movie. And uh, so uh, the 63% surprises me. Yeah, for critics not gonna who lie. give it... You think they would rip this shit apart? Yeah. They definitely would now. Because this kind of jointed story yeah. thing is so overdone and it's terrible. But this was, yeah. This is maybe like, the first kind of major, major one. one. Yeah. yeah. And it's Christmassy. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so it's problematic, but it's Christmassy, so we'll still watch it. Well, yeah, like, I was, <laughs> I was thinking about, like, why this one is better than, like, New Year's and stuff. Yeah. And I think part of it is the fact that it's Christmas, which is a different type of holiday because it's it's more than just, like, Christmas Day. It's, like, the whole month leading up to it and the yeah. spirit and all that sort of shit. But I also feel like it's because Christmas is a, is a big part of the film but is also secondary, and they're talking about, like, this is, this is just a collection of love stories. It's not, like... Yeah. I've never seen New Year's, but I feel like we're all meeting, and it's New Year's, and I'm like, why is this... I don't know. Yeah, it's really not that Christmassy of a movie. No. Because it's all leading up to Christmas. But the decorations are so pretty. There is (laughs) some shots of London decorated for Christmas. Mm -hmm. I think it's just... um, We have a blind spot for Christmas movies, like... I love terrible movies, Christmas movies. Yeah. They're terrible. But they're Christmas. But it's Christmassy, and I just love anything yeah. Christmassy this time of year. So I will watch shit if it looks and feels Christmassy. Well, I know, some of those Hallmark and, like, <laughs> Lifetime, Lifetime movies are just, you they're can't all the get same. enough. Oh, yeah. they're the exact same. Which is kind of fun to be like, oh, this is the same as this one. We just, you know, mm-hmm. oh, this guy's playing this stereotype for this one. But it's like, oh, it's Christmassy. Look at those decorations. They're going to save Christmas or whatever. Yeah. Christmas forgives a lot of film sins, maybe. No kidding. All right. Let's keep talking about Hyperlink Cinema, as it's called. Yeah. I still hate that name. It's a stupid name. Um, (laughs) Which was, the term was coined by Alyssa Court 
who used the term in her review of the film Happy Endings in 2005 for a film journal, and then Roger Ebert popularized the term when reviewing the film Syriana. Um, I have not seen either of those. Me neither. <laughs> I was like, I've seen the show Happy Endings. And I was like, oh, Happy Endings. <laughs> it's not Happy Endings. That was a delightful television program. <laughs> Let's just talk about Happy Endings. <laughs> what else does Alicia Cuthbert do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you ever watch PMK? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Perina J. Baruchel. Oh, my God. Wow. And that was a total Canadian oh children's <laughs> moment. <laughs> And um, Tyler Kite, who yeah. I've seen in other just Canadian stuff. And the Vanessa girl I've seen in other stuff. She was on Glee for a while. Mm-hmm. Canada just churning out those weird children stars. Yep. Um, but it was mostly Jay Baruchel and Alicia Cuthbert. Those are my two. Yeah. And then that guy Charlie did the experiment. Yeah, yeah. Man, I love that show. I know. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> A little bit of nostalgia to side track. So, um, yeah, apparently it's called Hyperlink Cinema, which I get, if you know anything about the internets, um, and like HTML or something, hyperlink is just what you call like a link mm -hmm. on the internet. Um, the like little blue. Yeah. Anything, you link. just call it a link. It's a hyperlink because it links to something. <laughs> Uh, something hyper, I don't know, hyper speed, cyber or something. Mm -hmm. um, so by using that word, they're really connecting this concept with like modern technology and how it brings everyone together so that we can have these multiple story sure. movies. It's stupid. I still hate it. I hate it. I too. get it. I just don't like it. Um, I, I was trying to figure out what it was called, like what to call it for the podcast before I found that term. And I was like, multiple story, multi-plot, interconnected plots, several mm. plot. I don't know. It's a term we can use, at least. Yes. Um, yeah, so the so process of identifying, like... Yeah. So, here's the thing. Uh, we both, like, looked up, like, trying to research hyperlink cinema and, like, find some just stuff about it other people's yeah think pieces opinion pieces oddly there's like nothing there's a lot of stuff with like lists of examples yeah i saw a lot of like these are the 15 best hyperlink cinema yeah. rep like films these are the nine worst like yeah. you know what i mean like it was it was a lot of lists i feel like if we went to a university library or something and like <laughs> we're going through the film studies section maybe we'd find something but mm -hmm. it there just there there wasn't a lot of like i don't know if it's because it's so new it's not that new it's like 10 years old yeah it's at least even like the concept actually so yeah um yeah I just, and like in the examples there are like older movies that are examples so i don't no one wants to talk about it because it's terrible <laughs> well know. yeah it's not, I mean, I think we both, it's not the best storytelling for this movie. Like, I don't. No, it, I don't understand it. It seems like more of like a television show concept because if you have like a, a series where, yeah, okay, you only see short little spurts every episode mm. of, but like 
it goes for seven years. You still get to know characters. But when you have that, like, finite time of a film, Mm -hmm. you don't have enough time to do characters in depth or complex plots or anything. It's just... It's very surface. Yeah. My thing is, like, a movie should just be, like, one thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Not that it should only be, like, about one person or something, but these, like, purposely separate but slightly connected stories, it's just you're trying to do too much or you're it just doesn't feel like just one you know a movie should just like be a movie like yeah. you were saying like i skipped this the, one of the plot lines in love actually like you shouldn't mm-hmm. be able to skip part of a movie and have and, it like have it still okay it makes sense yeah well and a, another thing i find interesting is like these are different stories, and generally, like, different stories, you'd make different choices when it comes to, like, directing and, like, style choices and, like, even that. But then they're all, like, the same. And so, like, yeah. different tones of different stories. I don't know. It makes it weird. Well, there's stuff like this where they're all slightly, the characters are slightly connected. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned, like, New Year's Eve and Valentine's Day and Mother's Day. Yeah. And he's just not that into you. Those things are similar. But then there's also... I don't. I guess they still call this hyperlink cinema when it's really just like little vignettes that are not really connected. Yeah, and it's almost like a bunch of short films in a movie. Yeah, like you have on here, coffee and cigarettes, uh, the Jim Jarmusch film. Yeah, which is excellent, but like not the same thing at all because it it's just vignettes. It's yeah, just it all has something pieces. common. It's people sitting around, sitting around having coffee and cigarettes and yeah. talking. But they're not connected characters, no. and there's no through theme, really, no. to their conversations. And then there's stuff like Parisia Tem and New York I Love You, like, where it's just a bunch of people, like, made short films and stuck them together, and the only thing they have in common is, like, the city they take place in. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I still don't... It's hard for me, like, I get that they're all kind of under this, like, umbrella that's become hyperlink cinema, but, like, I find something like that very different from Love, actually, and the yeah. type of because that's specific like, film that we're talking that about. That also I don't really like, because I'm like, just make short films. Like, it's, well, yeah. it's short, it's trying to take short film, the art of short films, and put it into feature films so that people actually fucking watch it. Of course. people don't watch short films. Yeah. They're trying to, like, actually kind of convert it into something that can make money. Which is, like... You understand. Yeah, do what you yeah. gotta do. But also, I'm like, that's not a feature film, then, is it? Mm-hmm. It's, like, a collection of shorts. That's... And that's... Yeah, for sure what Which it is. Which is a thing. That's cool. I'll watch But then just shorts. call it that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to... Yeah. I know. It's... Yeah, it's not the same as this type of hyperlink cinema connected stories which i just i don't i don't like it i don't like i know i'm it's too much for one movie yeah there's no you can have a couple stories but they have to like really come together at the end or like at different parts there has to end up otherwise when the end happens you should be like that's why you've been showing us this the whole time oh my god makes so much sense now that's what you should be saying not oh they're friends cool yeah you'll have to come back to the airport at the same time they're all at the school play yeah yeah it's nice support your local community so in that way it's like the idea of shoving together a bunch of shorts this is a bunch of short stories that are about falling in love and they've just put them all together 
Yeah, it's it's so bizarre. <laughs> I just it's yeah. It's um I don't I just don't it's a very different storytelling format than what feature film narrative feature film has become. Yeah, and it's like it's its own thing. Some of these stories, it's like, I thought were fun and cute. And I'm like, you could make a full feature film. Yeah. With these characters. And, like, like the father and son, like, dealing with, like, the death of the mother and, like, that sort of stuff. Yeah. That could be a whole movie. That would be a good movie. And, like, this relationship between, like, a guy who was a stepfather. Like, and the line that I like is him being, like, you know, like, a, being a stepdad seems to matter in a way that it never did before. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, you... Okay, that one line. You can make a whole film out of that. <laughs> yeah. That one line. We don't need 15 other stories. I don't get it's, it. <laughs> I'm trying to cram too much in. And, like, these newer ones, the Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, whatever, is now just an excuse to get as many A-list actors into one movie as possible. Yeah. Like, literally, like, 15 recognizable names to get all their fans to the mm-hmm. theater and to put in as many stories as possible so that you can reach as many demographics as possible. So um, everyone... It's just, like, kind of, sort of nice stories. Men, like, you're just trying to get everyone, everyone to go see your <laughs> fucking movie. And it's... It's a cash me, grab. <laughs> it's, yeah. uh... Yeah, it makes me feel... It's gross. I don't like when movies are just... Yeah, like... Made to make money. Like, they're not... I want to tell this story, so I'm going to make this movie and then figure out how to sell it to people. Mm -hmm. It's when it gets very movie industry and they decide who they want to sell it to and then make a movie for that. Like, Bad Moms. When we saw that, we were like, reverse engineer. Shamelessly just catering to this. You've decided this demographic, like younger moms. You want to make a movie for them, and you did that. Yeah. And they went to the, fucking like, see it. reverse engineering of a film. Yeah. Like, it's just... At least Love Actually isn't... Like, at least Love Actually feels pure in terms of, like, they made this film. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. the same way. I don't know if it feels different in Britain. Um, as far as I, I know, because they it wasn't... still love it. Because it, it was kind of like the first one. Yeah, that sort of a wide audience knew about. Yeah. Where they did cram a lot of recognizable people into it. For sure. But it, yeah. I mean, the fact that it's a Christmas movie with famous people, that's every year they put out crap like that. But we like it because it's, I don't know. Well, that's the thing. It's like, (laughs) I feel like I've just disparaged this film for like an hour and I'm like, I fucking love it. I love it. I've watched it this year. I'll watch it next year. I won't be surprised if I see parts of it again this year because it will be on in my household. Yeah. (laughs) I'll definitely keep watching it, because I watch Christmas shit. Yeah. But, it's also, it's not that good. No. And, like, I won't watch other movies like that. Like, I've seen He's Just Not That Into You and Valentine's Day. I've seen He's Just Not That Into You. And it's just, along with being just, like, cramming famous people in there, and just, like, too many stories, they're also just, like, so cheesy. Yeah. And, like... No character development, everything. It's just, like, a quick little, this type of person and this type of person have this type of problem, and it's resolved like this, and, like, Valentine's Day, it was, like, 
she found out, like, her married, her boyfriend's married, or she found out her, her boyfriend's married and he's cheating or whatever, and then there was one that, like, just hates Valentine's Day, and then there was, like, their attempted diversity was having a really hot white man come out as gay, <laughs> and uh, there was an old couple, but it was all just, like generic shit that you've seen in a million other movies and they just put it all together to make you like, I don't know believe in love on Valentine's Day but it's all nonsense. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's um, yeah now it just, it feels like lazy filmmaking. It is. You're not coming up with a whole story you're coming up with these half-assed ideas and putting them all together. And putting some famous people in there. Although I've only seen these kind of cheesy romantic shit. I haven't seen, like, Syriana and these other examples. And that's fair. Like, there were a lot of examples of, like, A, films that were a lot older. Mm-hmm. And I, I haven't seen Syriana. So, like, it's hard for me, I guess, to then judge it as a whole. But kind of, like, the specific group that we're looking at. Yeah, the sort of romantic comedy. The romantic comedy. Like, yeah. Pick a day, you know. Yeah. Terrible. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's maybe the volume of how many stories are interconnected as well. Like, and like you said, they have to come together in a meaningful way. Yeah. So if there was, a, like, a few less of them... And they were, like, separate mostly throughout the movie, but then came together, then that would... I still would call that hyperlink cinema, but that would be... A, I would feel like A better example a of it, yeah. Like, these yeah. interwoven, like, three stories were separate, yeah. but connected. And that's... that. You're right on that. Like, they shove, like, fifth, like there's, what, not eight or nine, nine in Love Actually? Yeah. And it's the same, I know, with, like, Valentine's Day yeah. and New Year's and all that sort of... Like, can't even remember the You long. don't need that many because then the the more storylines you have the less you know about any of them so exactly don't half-ass two things whole ass one, one thing. thing correct <laughs> tell me one good fucking story even if they're like separate parts it still could be like you know one yeah. good story i did see crash Oh, so did I. I don't remember it, though, because I didn't get it. I was like, it's a long time ago. Yeah. I know that had a lot to do with, like, race and stuff, too. Um, won an Oscar, even though everyone was like, what? Yeah, (laughs) because it it won Best Picture, even though Brokeback Mountain should have won or something. Yeah, I don't know. I watched something recently about Oscar and how it's all bullshit. Oh, it is all bullshit. Well, we know that. We've already, like, (laughs) you know, talked about that for Uh, an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Oh, I did write down as an example that I think I saw somewhere as an example, but I wasn't sure if this really counted. The Fountain. Have you seen that with um, Hugh Jackman? Yeah. It's still a movie I don't fully understand. I've seen it, like, four times. Yeah, I've seen it a few times. It is three different stories, and they're somewhat connected, but they're also, it's almost like three different, like, almost like Lies. parallel universe yeah. kind of more of a thing. Yeah, like the multiverse. we're all in the same city. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I wouldn't count or that like, as hyperlink cinema. Yeah, or like, 
multiple lives or something, like past lives. Yeah, that's like its own thing. You know? That's a fantasy thing. Yeah. And this hyperlink. And I think it feels, the film feels more fantasy based than this. Yeah. I don't know. I never would have put that in that category. Like, I guess I understand, like, there's more than one story. Just looking at, like... But a lot yeah. of movies have more than one story. Yeah. Because you have lots of characters and stuff going on. hmm But we're talking about, like, separate stories that are disconnected by, like, oh, this is my brother, I work with this person, mm-hmm. and nothing really comes together. I don't know what conclusion to draw of this. We're just sort of... <sighs> sick of them. <laughs> yeah, I feel like all I can say is I don't know enough about like they, there's a lot of different forms it almost seems like of hyperlink cinema that I don't watch or don't know enough of like a lot of old films. Mm-hmm. And so I, it's hard for me to judge that, but for I think everyone understands kind of the specific type of film that we're discussing yeah. and I think it's bad. <laughs> I also think it's bad. Don't make that but movie. It could be. It's um, like we're saying. If it had like less stories and mm-hmm. they came together at the end, we might still call it hyperlink cinema. I guess there's varying degrees of it. It's not yes or no. Maybe. Yeah, I would agree with that. You have to decide what you consider like sort of disconnected or connected stories. That's fair. So yeah, hyperlink cinema. <laughs> Stupid name. Stupid Stupid movies. <laughs> They're just... It's just too much, guys. I know. Too much and not enough. You know? But we still love you, love, actually. <laughs> of course we do. <laughs> and Christmas. <sighs> I love Christmas. <laughs> right. So, you can always email us at inthemoviespodcast at gmail.com. Longest email ever. <laughs> no, Doctor's Companions Podcast. Is longer. <laughs> um, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at In the Movies Pod. Yes, and um, check the links in the description of this. You can check out my YouTube channel. Like I said, we make movie review videos. We just put up six in like the last week from mm-hmm. our trip. Um, there's also going to be, there is a travel vlog to yes. go along with that if you want to go along to Montreal for the weekend with us. It was fun, guys. <laughs> yeah. And um, next week we're getting together to record our Christmas Drunk Disney. Woo! Everyone's favorite time of year. And guess what? No Christmas party upstairs this year. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll be able to hear us. Yay. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's next. And we're excited about that. We are. It's going to be good. So thanks for listening. Have a good week. Bye.